enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Talkcast. Your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. This is the Temple of Geek Talkcast, episode 11. Does Marvel Studios need a Spider-Man? We are your hosts, Paul and Daniel. On this episode, we discuss the career of Spider-Man on film and how he may fit in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Joining us on this panel from the Temple of Geek are Laura, Katie, and Marcus. How are y'all doing today? What's up? Who? Fabulous. <laughs> All right, so let's take a brief look at Spider-Man throughout the different uh, spectrum, media spectrum. Uh, let's start with any live-action TV shows. Does anybody remember the, uh, the 70s and 80s version of Spider-Man? It's funny that you bring that up because I introduced two members of this very, very episode to the intro of Spider-Man yesterday. <laughs> like, seriously? Yeah, it's the first time I saw it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no way. Yeah, How can you guys of... call yourself Spider-Nuts when you haven't seen every single lick of Spider-Man on film? I'll tell you what, it was so terrible, I wanted to watch the rest of it. <laughs> but was it so terrible, was it was it worse than Spider-Man 3? Ooh. I would watch Spider-Man 3 three times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Well, they didn't have a lot to work with, like, in the 70s, so they just sort of use what they had at the time for superhero movies, especially, like, with Spider-Man. So he's seen, like, climbing up the sides of buildings and flying around on webs and things like that. So they didn't really have the best technology in the 70s. So that could be why it has that whole cheesy factor to it. And the costume was kind of eh, eh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of the things I noticed about the... uh the early 70s show was the lack of maybe Spider-Man villains. Um, I, I can't say I grew up with that show, but I did see it in syndicated reruns, and yeah, that show sucked. <laughs> it, it was garbage. So yeah, Paul, thanks for bringing up the live-action TV. Moving on to some of his other media, um, in the 90s and early 2000s, we had Spider-Man cartoons such as... Spider-Man, Spider-Man Unlimited, and um, other shows like that. Did any of y'all watch any of the cartoons? I actually didn't watch that many Spider-Man cartoons. There's actually one I saw, it like came on MTV. I can't remember what that oh, one Oh, yeah, the computer-generated one. It came out after the uh, Tobey Maguire films. Yeah, like I saw that one, and that one was like where his his powers were related to him actually having to wear a suit. And, like, I, I don't know. I just remember seeing one of the episodes where, like, he threw his suit inside a, a river or something, and he didn't have his powers anymore. It was kind of stupid. But One of the cartoons that always stuck out in my mind uh, when I was growing up in the 80s was a cartoon show called Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Um, so, basically, Spider-Man lived in this dorm room or something like that uh, where Aunt May... I guess it was Aunt May's house, because um, Aunt May was always in the episodes. But I think um, he but was in the basement. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Okay. And Iceman and Firestarter stayed in the house with him, and he had this little tr- little sports trophy that he would push on the head, and it would turn the room into, like, this this crime center, and they would all get dressed up in their, their superhero outfits and go out and save the day. Yeah, I always thought that was a fun cartoon. <laughs> so that's one of the cartoons that uh, stick out in my mind. How old were they in that? Uh, they were probably college kids, I believe. Hmm. Crazy. Kind of I never saw that. 
Yeah, it was called Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends. Um, so moving on from cartoons, his his uh, big movie debut was in the Sam Raimi films uh, in the um, early 2000s. We had uh, the Spider-Man trilogy. Um, first two movies, you know, fans praise for its its awesome storytelling, awesome villains. Third movie, it's despised for its having too many villains and a horrible dance scene. What do you guys think about that film? <laughs> or those films, I should say. They were fantastic, every one of them. <laughs> oh, so, so you liked every single one of them? Every last one of them. I loved them. <laughs> oh, okay. So, <laughs> in the room. So I, so I actually did enjoy all three of those movies. Like, I, I didn't even know that people really didn't like the third one. I mean, I could understand it. The third one was probably my least favorite also, but, I mean, I don't know. I thought the third one was cool because I had Venom in it. <laughs> yeah. The problem with the third one was that it was it was crammed. It was really, as far as the, the villain of the story, I'm not going to say it was, it was Brock or Venom, but just the villain itself as being the entity within Parker, that was, like, really rushed to me. It was just, like, this pile of rock with ooze coming out of it just does it you know you know what i'm saying it just it, it was just rushed you mean a pile of shit with sting coming out of it <laughs> exactly and it good go ahead and it went so like i felt it like had too much of like that whole like emo factor to it like there was way too much like emo peter parker and if he's supposed to be like battling like his inner demons kind of thing like his inner villain, which I'm guessing that's supposed to be what Venom was, right? Like, brings out the other side of Spider-Man, right? Yes, no, maybe. Yeah, it just it just took on it just took on the character of the host. It took on characteristics of its host. Okay. So in the case of Parker, since he had uh, spider DNA in him and he can you know do all these other things, it just becomes and it starts. He can do what the spider exactly. can. exactly. But see, that was my problem with the entire trilogy was I felt he was just way too emo, as you call it. I mean, he was always so. I mean, every movie he was crying. Yes, that was that was that was true. Not literally crying, but just crying. He, he was crying because you know his girlfriend dumped him. His or the first one he couldn't get with the girl. The second one he got with the girl. The third one she dumped him. I mean, it was just. Then he beats her in the third one. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think what really bothered me was that his his identity was revealed. Yeah, know. he always took his mask but, off. Yeah. You know, he's on the subway. He takes his mask off. He goes and rescues some kid. He takes his mask off. Yeah, and like the whole like subway scene part when he's laying there and no mask, and they're like, "We won't tell anybody." And I'm like, yeah, "There's right. hundreds of people standing there going." We just thought we, we know who Spider-Man is. No, 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 he's just a won't tell anybody. Click. Wasn't that wasn't that whole that whole scene and everything? Wasn't that derived from like Spider-Man Unmasked? The series. Uh, I have no idea. I, I have no idea. So I mean, was that, was that one of the TV shows? No. no. I don't know what that was. <laughs> knowledgeable Spider-Man people. I would like to take Spider-Man for 800 for back. (laughs) (laughs) What was was the Unmasked series? Yeah, what was that? No, Spider-Man Unmasked, like where he doesn't want to be Spider-Man anymore. What what was it called, Daniel? Wasn't it called Unmasked? Spider-Man Unmasked? 
No, I just think it was a story arc. It was called Spider-Man No More. Spider-Man No More, that's what it was. Yeah, where he just didn't want to be Spider-Man anymore. He, Yeah, he just... Basically what you guys were saying, like... <laughs> rescuing people without his mask. <laughs> well, I mean, like, he had that whole part where he was just sort of... That was in the second one, right? Where he was just done with being Spider-Man. He was losing his powers or whatever. See, what it was is he had a dream. I, I forgot how he put it, but he had a dream, but it was really his friend's dream that he was dreaming for him. So he figured that he shouldn't be Spider-Man anymore based on what his friend was saying. What? I don't remember that. When he, he's talking about when he was at the doctor. Huh? He's like, see, I've got this friend, and he doesn't, and he's Spider-Man, but he doesn't want to be I forgot about that. That's a really good plot twist. Oh. Never saw the, that the, coming. Yeah. Now I will say this: the Raimi series was, was good for what it was. I mean, it, it, the, the Raimi series was really good for getting the character launched and getting them on film, right. um, and it also it also helped pave the way for other comic book movies to be made. So, without the Raimi films, we probably wouldn't have some of the other films we have today. So, I mean, I have to give it props for that. But as far as uh, stellar storytelling. No, and I'm sure people are going to listen to this going, what the hell would burn these people to the stake? Mary I mean, yeah, couldn't I, stand. Tobey Maguire, I, I really couldn't stand. Um, the villains on there, I actually did enjoy. Um, it's just, yeah, the, the the main cast was just was terrible. I thought Tobey Maguire was a pretty decent, like, Spider-Man himself. But as, like, Peter Parker, he was like a whiny bitch. <laughs> he was, and then like, whenever he would run, he would actually he was actually the chameleon because whenever he would run, his face would just morph into Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Can we talk about his face and the part where he's like trying to stop the train, and it looked like they pushed. <laughs> he looks like Elijah Wood. Like he's just oh my god, that part was so like I'm like, what are you doing to your face right now? <laughs> he looked like Elijah Wood in that scene. Okay, well, so I was just a kid when that movie came out, and I thought the movie was freaking awesome. Spider-Man so, 2. Spider-Man 2 I still think it's awesome because it, it just holds a bit of, 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 um, uh, what do you call it? Um, nostalgia? Yes. That's the word I was looking for. There you go. Well, there's your problem, Marcus. You were too young to realize that that movie sucked. Well, you didn't know whatever, that man. <laughs> I mean, if that's all I need to like a movie, then I'm good. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't completely, totally just awful. I mean, they, they had some good. Yeah, they were watchable. They had some I, good, like, action scenes and things like that. It's just sometimes the storyline was just sort of flat, and then the yeah, main Yeah, I was a little kid. I wasn't watching it for the storyline. So. He was, like, watching it for the super heroic. <laughs> the main characters didn't really have any chemistry, like, because I know off screen they did not like each other. Like Kirsten Dunst and Tobey Maguire couldn't stand each other, and that doesn't bring good chemistry to the to the characters. You mean no one cared about Mater, <laughs> Mary Jane, and uh, Peter? Mater? <laughs> I'm just making that up now. <laughs> yeah. Daniel, remember Spider-Man Two was the best one of that series because the Gotham Miller Mary team Jeter. wrote that. Two was, was good. The Smallville, the Smallville writer, the creators actually wrote that film. I like Doctor Octavius. That's what I'm saying. Like part yeah. two, part two had everything. It, it, it was a, it was a worthy sequel to a kickoff of of a franchise because yeah. it basically because because that become 
it's a question like whenever you make a, a good whenever you make a movie and it, and it and it tends to spawn a sequel well how do you how do you make it better than the first one mm-hmm. and to me that one did it tenfold yes there was its quirky moments of the you know Raimi and and and, and Maguire things but for, for the most part yeah that was the best one of the series I definitely enjoyed it a lot more than part one and definitely enjoyed it a lot more than part three um but yes good good film but the problem is with Raimi and a lot of directors doing this with comic book movies is villains getting killed. I hate that. Yeah. It would be nice to see a villain win once in a while. Or at least just come well, back. Yeah. Well, with that, we could probably move on to the Mark Webb editions of the films where they did the exact opposite. Um, so Mark Webb introduced a new version of Spider-Man, basically just a new origin story, a new twist to the character. Um, Andrew Garfield played this version of the character. I thought this Spider-Man actually, to me, was actually Spider-Man. Um, when he fought, he actually had Spider-Man's attitude, his cockiness. Yeah, his, his quirky uh, remarks, his smart-assness. Yes. Um, when I first heard that on film, I'm like, that's freaking Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> the problem I had with those films were the villains, whereas in the, origi- the original trilogy, I had a problem with Spider-Man, and I actually liked the villains in, in the, the uh, trilogy. So um, in this film, yeah, I did not like the lizard in the first one, and I was not a huge fan of Electro in the second one, nor was I a huge fan of uh, DeHaan as, uh, what was he called, Goblin? Yeah, Goblin. Goblin. Um, Goblin. And I definitely didn't care for the rhino. <laughs> that was just, I don't know. I don't know what that was about. So, I am a rhino! <laughs> so, what were y'all's thoughts on the film? I'm going to go the last. The rhino thing kind of pissed me off. Who? <laughs> the rhino thing kind of pissed me off because, you know, like, they... Uh, they they advertised that part a lot in when that film was coming out. Oh, and it's the last scene. <laughs> yeah, this, this, was, this was like, oh yeah, he's gonna fight the rhino in this film. It's gonna be dope. No. And uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, that was a good one. Not we'll get to this later, but you know what's sad is we'll never see the conclusion to that. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe, just maybe. Yeah. But I. I enjoyed the web versions of the films a lot better than the Raimi versions of the film. Um, I didn't like the villains. I did like Spider-Man. And I actually enjoyed Gwen. Um, She was a different take of the Gwen character. um, But I actually enjoyed her character in the films. Um, I liked that they had Gwen instead of Mary Jane. Mm -hmm. I liked that. Yes, I I did too. I was kind of getting tired of the whole Mary Mary Jane thing in the the first trilogy. Mm -hmm. Um and the other thing that was kind of cool was, you know, you mentioned in the last last set of trilogies that uh, Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst didn't have chemistry. Well, Andrew Garfield and uh, Emma Stone actually had chemistry. They actually had an off-screen romance, so it kind of made the romance a little bit believe, more believable in, in um, the had? film. They're, Are they still they're together? They're still together. She calls him she, Andrew Garfield of dreams. Oh, I thought she was uh, with somebody else. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you're not Spider-Man anymore. I can't date you. <laughs> <laughs> No, I I really liked the web versions of I liked the Amazing Spider-Man. I thought they were really good. Like I really liked Andrew Garfield's portrayal of both Peter Parker and Spider-Man because he had that that brilliance to bring to the character, and 
just it was just so good and mm. the chemistry between Gwen and Peter was fantastic and yep I totally cried like hardcore when she died. Oh yeah, that one. that movie that movie went from an it, it was like Titanic. Yeah. It went from like an action movie, and then like when that scene happened, that scene was oh. brilliantly done. It was brilliantly executed. And when that scene yeah. happened, I heard nothing but sniffles. It was sniffles in the entire room. It was so like it was like that tragically sad thing because like as far as like the romance goes, it's just it. We'll never because, know what could have happened. Kind because of when Garfield when Garfield cries, it's genuine. When when McGuire was crying, it was like, oh, f- somebody took away my lunch money. What am I gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like like yeah. when, McGu- when, when when Garfield's crying, it's like like you you can relate to that. And yeah. like, M- McGuire was just I don't know. But yes, I, I enjoyed the 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 web version or the web series a lot better than the Raimi series again because I could actually connect with this Spider-Man for the same things Daniel said, less or more. He's a smart ass. He's got web sh- the web shooter things. I, I could I could go in or without, but that was a big fan thing, so they put those in there. The costume was a lot better looking, in my opinion. He, uh, I don't know. I, I I just felt more like this was the Spider-Man that we were supposed to have in the movies to begin with. Well, the the problem I started having with the web series was not exactly the last two movies, but what I was hearing about the future of the series, the Sinister Six spinoff film they were getting ready to have, the unconfirmed Spider-Man three movie, the Aunt May feature oh film. Oh my god, yeah, that that was just that was too much. The Aunt May thing just went overboard. How the hell are you going to make a movie about Aunt May? It's Sally Field. It's Sally Field. <laughs> yeah, but what is she going to do? I don't, I don't but I he inspires him to be the person he is. Right? Come on. I thought the casting was way better. It too. was. And, and I was surgeons, just going to... Like, they were way better. It was way better. I was just going to bring that up, too. So, for what it was worth, did anybody really dislike Part 2 that came out last year? No, I really liked it a lot. See, I liked it a lot. Now, if anybody owns the movie... um, if you look at some of the deleted scenes, there were, there were at least three key deleted scenes that should have never been deleted, and had they been part of the final cut, the I think the the turnaround of this movie or the the final outcome of this movie would have totally did a 180. Because there's a scene in there that was crucial where Peter meets his father, and he basically says the line. Now his his uncle in the first movie kind of gave a, he went around the the whole responsibility thing that Spider-Man lives by. Yeah, I completely butchered it. Yeah. Well, he didn't butcher it. He just, they told it its own way. And then this... If you're, you're going to have powers, kid, you need to learn how to take it responsibly and do good things. Or, <laughs> well, well, I mean, that's, that's how he... Well, while popping a beer and eating chips. I mean, <laughs> but, but when he meets his father, his father actually tells him the line. And I'm like, that scene right there, if he would have, if, if that would have been in the movie... While Gwen was doing her little monologue at the end, mm-hmm. that would have, to me, that would have made him become Spider-Man again when he sees that with his father. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys seen that that scene. The other thing was the um, uh, how Osborne has uh, Peter under surveillance. You saw that, like Marcus was saying, you saw that like on the trailers a bunch of times. It was never in the final cut. For yeah. some reason, it ended up on the cutting room floor. So and the very I- last thing, huh? Okay, yeah, go ahead. 
No, I'm just saying in the very last thing was the, uh, well, it, it, I'm not saying crucial, but, but in the trailers, they showed the symbiote, like in part of that, like chamber thing. But at the end of the movie, when the, when that guy in black is walking by, the, the third part, which was supposed to be the symbiote in the trailers, ends up being the rhino suit. So, like I said, they, they changed a bunch of things, like last second. I don't know why they did it, but, you know, everything happens for a reason. Now we're, we're ended up where we, where we got the news earlier this month. So, um, I feel like they were, I don't know how, but I feel like they were expecting to end that series and, uh, and doing something with Marvel. Oh, real quick, real quick. When you said in the series, the, the last thing, remember you guys say, Shailene, I never say her name right. Shailene Woodley was originally cast as Mary Jane. She actually filmed a scene or two. And then once again, Said nope, you're you're gone, you're done. We're not doing Mary Jane or whatever happened. And yeah, so that, that's what that, I'm saying. I feel like they cut off all their ties to what could have been the rest of whatever story that they were trying to write. I don't know. Yeah. And the Amazing Spider-Man series, like I said, it was just it was awesome. I, I really enjoyed them. Sad sad to see it go. Yeah, they were action packed. That's what I liked about them the most. Yeah. And 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 we finally. And we finally, like, like in in the opening, well, not the opening scene, but the opening scene with Spider-Man. Yeah, like, like I felt like that was his, that was going to be the new Spider-Man theme. Like it felt like a Spider-Man theme, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, you know. And I, and I loved, I loved the score that Hans Zimmer did because he's now becoming the superhero scorer. Um, but superhero score her, score her, score her, score whip, cool whip. <laughs> All right, so earlier earlier this month, uh, the news that fans have been begging and dreaming and drooling over, Sony and Marvel Studios came to an agreement where the webhead will be a part of the MCU. Well, let's let's back up for a second. Um, how did we get there? So back in the 90s, Marvel went bankrupt. Um, they were selling off their properties. And one of the things that they did was they sold Spider-Man to Sony, um, as well as selling X-Men, Fantastic Four, and a couple other characters to Fox, um, Hulk to Universal, and... Iron Man to Paramount. Yeah, Iron Man to Paramount, and a couple other things, um, to try to basically save the company. Um, Marvel pulled themselves out of bankruptcy, tried to get some of their characters back, um, was pretty unsuccessful in the 90s and early 2000s. Uh, we started seeing movies come out from these other studios. So, you know, we saw X-Men, we saw Blade, we saw Daredevil, Ghost Rider. Uh, some of these films were... Punisher. Yeah, we The Punisher. Um, some of these films were good. Some of these films were utter crap. Um, you know, like, I really enjoyed the first Punisher film. The second one, The War Zone that came out... Oh, my that, God, throw up. Yeah, that, that was garbage. <laughs> No, 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 I'm saying I would have I would have rather eaten throw up than watch that. <laughs> I thought the first one with Thomas Thomas Jane. Yeah, Thomas Jane. Thomas yeah. Jane, that was, that was so awesome. I yeah, Dirty Laundry, was that, was, that was brilliant. Yeah, they did a good job with that one. Um, the X-Men films, they were, they were, they were good. Um, I was excited to see X-Men. I was like, you know, when I was a kid, I'm like, God, I wish I could see X-Men on film. And then finally it happened. Um, X-Men 2, you know, just like what y'all were saying about Rami's Spider-Man 2, X-Men 2 was probably the best of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. And then we get the garbage that was X-Men 3. <laughs> Dude, what are you talking about? That was fantastic. <laughs> well, see... We got Juggernaut. I, um, 
X-Men 3 suffered the same fate that uh, Spider-Man 3 did. It tried to cram too many storylines into one single movie and didn't really explain everything. Um, and it just it morphed into the piece of shit that it became. So, yeah, that's what I thought about X-Men 3. It was just garbage. Well, then, after X-Men 3, they went into, like, they started going into, like, the origin stories, right? So yeah, the crappy yeah. Wolverine story and hey, the much hey. better Wolverine. We don't talk trash on Hugh Jackman. Oh, yeah, God. Wolverine's, kind of Wolverine's yeah. Orgeman. 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 <laughs> Orgeman. We don't, we, don't, we don't say bad things about Hugh Jackman. Wolverine's Orgeman was just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the origin... The orge, first, first Wolverine movie was horrible. You have to admit it. It was horrible. It, it was completely horrible. So I didn't like the newest one that came out. I didn't you didn't it. like the Wolverine? Yeah, I did not like the Wolverine even, like, a little bit. Not even a little bit. That's not encouraging her to see it. <laughs> no, you have, to, you have to see that, because it ties it in. It ties yeah, in the, the Wolverine actually ties into yeah. Days of Future Past. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, like, 50 to 75% talking in... I was. Well, that's that's what you're gonna get when you watch movies. Fifteen well, percent. Yeah, I, I mean, I wanted something to watch. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't like that. Hugh yeah. Jackman was. I'm not healing like I'm supposed to. Just <laughs> <laughs> kind of mad that I paid to watch people talk to each other. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that would be nice. But if I, I wanted watched, drama. Yeah. As good and bad as these films were, the reason why I bring these up is because Marvel Studios didn't have their characters, and they decided that they were going to try to try to get their foot into the cinematic game. So they decided to take a risk, get what characters they had, and started a franchise with them, um, starting off with Iron Man. Um, Iron Man was just a huge risk for the studio. Uh-huh. They didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't even know if it was going to be popular, and, I mean, he... Iron Man became like an overnight sensation, a, a hit. It did, and again, you have to c- credit that with. I mean, the writing can be there, but I mean, when you have a superstar being Iron Man and basically Robert Downey basically embodying that character on in, into real life, they're the same that, person that w- now. Okay, yeah, wait, that, wait, wait, <laughs> wait. That movie had something called actuality. <laughs> Yes, it was actuality a movie. Me and Daniel invented that on one of the podcasts that we did by ourselves. Actuality? Actuality. Actuality. Action and hilarity. Action and hilarity. It was good. I I remember the first one was so good. And I thought John Favreau did a great job directing. He did the first two. Not the third one. He did the first two Iron Men. And he also got to be happy, too, so... And then he also played Happy, correct? Yeah, he played Happy as well, as well as being the director. That's as what as I well meant. as being Happy, right? That's what I meant. He played Happy. <laughs> He's ridiculous. So, so Marvel Studios came out with Iron Man, and then right after Iron Man, they came out with the Incredible Hulk, and then from there, they just they they branched off and started uh, releasing movies from their other characters, uh, Thor, Captain America. Um, they released a sequel to Iron Man, and then they decided to go ahead and. Just put them all together into a film and call it The Avengers. These films were hugely successful. Um, one thing that these films had that the other Marvel movies didn't have was, in my personal opinion, they had what, what I like to call the Marvel charm. It was like you actually felt like the producers, the studios, the directors, they were actually 
they actually cared about these characters and and made them into something that that they knew the fans wanted to see. Um, they didn't just cram stuff in there just to cram stuff in there because fans asked for it. They they put stuff in there because it fit with the story, but it also improved upon the character, the movie, things like that. So that's one thing I can actually ap- appreciate about Marvel Studios. Um, now to go back with what Paul was saying, a couple weeks ago we got the news about Spider-Man being able to be brought into the Marvel fold. So I do want to ask this. Does Marvel Studios need to have Spider-Man? Okay. I think the way they need to bring him... Does Marvel Studios need to have him per se? Not necessarily. Because I think Spider-Man itself has such a good fan base on his own that you don't need to bring him in part of the group to um, amplify his his stardom, so to say. So I think the way to just introduce Spider-Man... I think... Well, go, go ahead. I'll let everybody put in their thoughts... Marcus. Um, um, okay, well, so I'd first like to start off with the, the story itself, um, as far as Civil War goes, um, and how it worked out in the comic books, how um, Spider-Man plays a really big role in that. So I don't know, actually, if this will actually alter that storyline that they currently have going for them in the cinematic universe, because... Obviously, they weren't planning for it because they didn't have Spider-Man beforehand, and then they already had this huge timeline made out of the next five to six years or whatever it was. So um, that's the only reason why I think that they should have it is because they can put together their original story. Um, but because I have a I have a different theory. Okay, and but I mean that's that's the only th- reason I can think. The only valid reason I can think of is the reason why they. They sh- they absolutely should have Spider-Man back. Because here's my thing. Here here's because the, the the whole thing about the the Civil War and what actually basically sparks the the feud. I mean the big fight or whatever is when Spider-Man takes off his mask and everybody sees who the hell he is. Right. Um. So what I was thinking was like, and you know, because the original talks is when when Marvel said or when the, the 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 news came out that Spider-Man was joining Marvel the MCU. The original assumption was that. Regardless if it was going to be Andrew Garfield or not, it was going to be the Amazing Spider-Man a part of this. And I was thinking the way they were going to do it was just put him in there to acknowledge the fact that this Amazing Spider-Man exists in the MCU. He doesn't have to be a part of their movies. Just exists in the MCU and just show him in this movie as as is included in that. And the article that I, I put out was basically mentioning that, how... These talks have been going on for a couple of years now, how they wanted the Oscorp building in the Avengers movie, how they were going to put the Avengers movie into or the uh, Stark Tower into Amazing Spider-Man 2. And that didn't happen. So now you get this. So basically to acknowledge the fact that Spider-Man exists in the universe, just show him in there, take off his mask and then that's it. You know, he can go out and be in his own franchise or whatever. So does he need help from from Marvel Studios? Absolutely not. Sony. I think Sony is doing a good job as far as revenue goes. He doesn't need any help from Marvel Studios because, like I said, I don't believe that BS that, oh, well, Marvel's going to do him right if he go, if he comes to Marvel. No, he won't. He's just going to get the same attention as he's always gotten. I just, I don't, like, the whole, like, taking off his mask and, like, exposing himself at that point, I'm like, 
Because everybody already knows that Iron Man is Tony Stark. Everybody knows that Steve Rogers is Captain America. So it's like, how big of a shocker is it? And we also have the other movies where he's, you know, taking his mask off on trains and, like, giving it to children and whatever. Yeah, the entire city of New York knows who he is. Basically. So, like, if they had kept it more of, like, a secret identity like it was supposed to be, like, maybe then they could go that route. But I feel like it's already been said and done at this point. Well, you know, it's funny because at the end of Iron Man 1, that whole scene where he's in the press conference, that is actually, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, that's actually like a, a from the pages of Civil War how he says that. He goes, well, the truth is, I am Iron Man. Dun, so, dun, dun. yeah. So <laughs> I, I I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe they didn't really think it through when they were creating this universe. And now they're coming here to just try to tie up loose ends. Um, here's but, my take on it. Does wait. Marvel Studios need a Spider-Man? Yes. And here's why. When Marvel created Spider-Man, they created him for a particular reason. They they created him to, to be the every every man's man. They uh, this was a kid that you could read the comic books and you can you could relate to him. You he went through the same problems that other people went through. He was bullied in high school. He wasn't really well liked. He had problems outside of being a superhero. He had teen issues. I mean, it was someone that pe- the readers could relate with. You couldn't relate with Tony Stark. You couldn't relate with Steve Rogers. You know, Tony Stark was a millionaire who had to run a million dollar or a million dollar business. Um, Steve he Rogers was a nobody who couldn't do anything, and they wouldn't let him in the army. So we already had that character. They didn't need to do that. Yes, but when he became Captain America, he was Captain America. He didn't really do anything else except go in and save the day. I mean... Well, because he died, pretty much. I mean, they... Well, Spider- <laughs> right away. <laughs> Spider-Man, on the other hand, was, you know, for the most part, he was a superhero, but at the same time, he was also a teenager who had to deal with teenager issues. Um, so that's the I, thing. Yeah, you're right. That's the thing because so, it's always doing the right thing. So I feel that by introducing this type of character into the Marvel universe, we're going to have a character that's that could be more relatable to the to the audience. Um, we're gonna we're gonna you know it's it's Marvel's baby. Marvel Marvel deserves to have their baby back. Um, but I you know I have to disagree oh, with what Paul said earlier. They're, they're, they're going to do their character justice. They're going to bring their character home. They're going to bring him in, and it's, it's going to be the character that they created those many years ago. Laura. Okay. Okay, so, but he's a giant part of the Civil War, so they kind of really needed him. They do need him. They needed him that if, voice to be with Tony Stark, otherwise Tony Stark would just look like a crazy person. If they go that route, they're, I mean, they're going to have to go that. They're going to go that the, route. The, they're going the that route. The war in the comic books was about basically the hero registration act. Should right. these heroes register? Should these heroes not register? Blah, and blah, blah, blah. Spider-Man was a giant part of jumping on board with Tony Stark to make it a yeah, we should do this. But like Katie said, the identity, secret identities, isn't a big thing in the films. Everybody well, knows who everybody is. No, yes, and 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 then and Spider-Man, like in the comics, like he wasn't like hey. This is me. What's up? You know what I mean? He wasn't constantly taking off his mask in front of random strangers on trains. So I think that Marvel's going to try to have that character, that, that like, good, solid, you know, courageous, nobody knows who he is, masked hero. Which is why The Amazing Spider-Man works so well for this. Right. As far as, if you want to fix continuity issues, 
the Amazing Spider-Man in one and two have happened before the events of the Avengers. Right. If you want to fix it like that. I think but, that they probably will pick up Spider-Man three where it kind of sort of left off and work it into. I I guarantee once like Marvel makes Sony that great fucking Disney Marvel money, Sony's gonna be like, yes, let's do Amazing Spider-Man three together, and it'll be. Bam. Mickey Mouse is like, make a plane, bitches. <laughs> Pretty I much. Daniel, I told Daniel, I said, I said, you know what? Because because right now the the rumors are that yeah, the Amazing Spider-Man is done, so Andrew Garfield is not going to be the Spider-Man in this film. So then there was going to be cast, you know, like like who would you want? Who would you want? And all this stuff. And I told Daniel, I was like, watch, they're not going to announce any actor who who Spider-Man is. He's going to come in the film. Nobody's going to know. Like like secret. Like it's going to be such a big secret. Nobody's going to come love in. That. And then that scene where he takes off his mask. It's Tobey Maguire. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, would, I don't want that, but I would love for them to actually be able to keep that. But, dude, like, the amount of people that are on the set, like, they're going to have such a hard – I mean, Star Wars is having a hard time keeping their shit under wraps. Like, Marvel's not going to have an easy time trying to keep a giant secret. But let's go with that. It would that. be awesome, okay. though. It would let's be go, awesome. Let's go with that. I mean, we've had Peter Parker in two renditions on screen right now. There is another Spider-Man. There is another Spider-Man, Miles Morales, who's a kid, and he's what is he? Half black, half Hispanic. Would you rather have Miles Morales as the Spider-Man in the MCU, or would you rather yes. have Peter Parker? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Why? Yes. Why would you want that? Why because want I want Donald Glover to play Spider-Man, <laughs> and that's his only reason. <laughs> And you know what? He's been petitioning that he wants to be Miles Morales, but he has been. And, you know, he's, I, he's I, playing I, Miles Morales in the cartoon in the what was that? Ultimate, what was that series? Spider Man. Yeah, Ultimate, Ultimate Spider Man. You know, and I'm, I'm with Marcus. I think my, I think uh, Donald Glover would be a great Miles Morales, but I don't think we're there yet. We okay. haven't even we haven't even been introduced to the Marvel Universe's. Spider-Man. See, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, isn't the Amazing Spider-Man based off the Ultimate Universe? Isn't the Avengers based off the Ultimate Universe anyway? So why not just bring the Amazing Spider-Man in? And like I said, I was just saying that earlier. Just bring him in. Just show him that he exists, and then be done with it. But it's not Marvel's version. Whatever that means. Whatever that means, tell, Daniel. You can't tell me that. Okay, so they, they're coming out with this movie, Civil War. Okay. All right. And. We found out through these Sony hacks, and I, I like to do it in quotations because I don't really believe they were hacked. I think they were just whatever. But anyway, some publicity. Yeah, I, I, I really the, we found out that there was actually a bunch of talks between Marvel and Sony for a long time trying to get this character into their studio, and there's been some flack, and it's been going back and forth. You can't tell me that Marvel did not already have this storyline already written with Spider-Man in it, and once they found out that they weren't going to get Spider-Man, again, doing a little quotation thingy here, um, they decided to go ahead and include the Black Panther as Spider-Man's character. But then once the, the hack happened, um, talks got renegotiated, uh, came back out, started back up again, um, and they finally came through with an agreement. And now they were like, okay, we can finally do what we were originally intending to do. So. See, it's, see, see. I, I, I think they have a plan. I, I understand they, they got a plan. Beginning. I understand they have a plan. But what I'm saying is, like, they they can just skip all that because, like, again, look, we're gonna get a new. Okay, we're gonna get a new Spider-Man. Fine, we're getting a new Spider-Man, but we're gonna get a new actor, which is basically fresh because the movie comes out what next year. So in two years, basically, 
So from 2014 to 2016, when they, they're going to introduce Spider-Man in this film, we're going to get a new actor, new Spider-Man. Then he's going to get his own film in 2017. If you were just changing the actor to change the actor and continue that franchise or, you know, whatever, that version of that character, fine. You know, no big deal. You know, that, that happens anyway. But see, that's, that's the reason, that's part of the reason why I think the whole, and I know I'm, I'm jumping, uh, comics here, but I, I think that's part of the reason why they, they delayed a year with the Batman Superman film because we were just getting done with Christian Bale and now we're getting Ben Affleck and it was like three years and then they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, we want to keep it fresh and away from everybody. Let's push it another year. And like, I don't know if anybody, any one of you read the article, but, Sony also makes or helps make the new James Bond films. When Judy Dench was cast as M, they made mention of it because she was the first woman to play the character on film. And they also reflected that on the film that, you know, it, it was a, it was a lady taking over the M spot. So when, even though that was Pierce Brosnan's first run as James Bond, it was continuing that character based on that franchise. So she did four films with Brosnan. Brosnan decides to retire, they cast Daniel Craig, and they decide to reboot the James Bond franchise. She comes back in as M. How the hell can that be if she already knew? And then they explain, like, oh, no, it's a different take on the character. He hasn't had his double agent sign yet and all that stuff. So when people say that, that Andrew Garfield can't come in because it's off this and it's because, you know, it's not uh, it's not Marvel's version of Spider-Man, you know, I think that's total BS. You can just do that because we have already have a character that's well-established on this film franchise, and they can continue it. My rant, I'm sorry. Okay, you know what I would like be. to see? This is what I would like to see. Marvel take and introduce Spider-Man, however they decide they're going to introduce him into this show, and then do a fucking spinoff TV show. Just say it. Marvel's, like, doing that all the time. They now have bought rights to use Spider-Man. Why wouldn't they just do that? I would love to see them be like, all right, thanks, Sony. Here's because our movie. Here's our TV show. Sony gets the financial rewards, That's and fine. I think they have final creative control. Thank oh. you. That was the other thing, too, because they have final That's creative right. control and decisions of that character on film. But to counteract your I would points, love to see that, just saying. Um, and if they do what I call yes. them. The one thing, the one thing I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to say this. The one thing that people are... You know, you're you're complaining that they're not going to use the Amazing Spider-Man, but you're only thinking about the Spider-Man aspect of it. Marvel is going to have the fair game on all of Spider-Man's rogue gallery and all of the characters that's in the Spider-Man universe. So they didn't want to go that route with what Sony was doing with with musical Electro and and you know Baby Hobgoblin and and crappy venom and all that stuff they they they're gonna do their own version of the story so i i i get what you're saying where they could just pick up and use the same character in a reboot but they also want to go the younger route they want to have a teenager or a high school aged kid play the character they they want to they want to take it back to the roots of spider-man start them off as a kid i think that's going to be their first flop if they're going to do that that's going to be because if they're going to go a kid route, everybody on that team is not a kid. They drink together. Where's the kid going to fit in? But who's Sam? to say that Spider-Man's actually going to join the Avengers? But if you're going to put him in the film and in that universe, yeah, that's they're not going to work. Badass for a kid. It's not going to work. I mean, I'm just seeing it from the aspect of Spider-Man being in the Infinity Wars. At the end. Yeah. 
Because yeah. isn't that where everything's supposed to come together, right? We're supposed yeah. to see, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy it's and supposed, the Avengers. Yeah. So Doctor so. Strange is supposed to hook the two the two universes, parts of the universe together. So the Guardians of the Galaxy side and the Avengers side. So, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't see why Spider-Man would have to join the Avengers. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... He's a street-level, what they would consider a street-level hero. I mean, he's like the Daredevils and all that, um, you know, like what Netflix is getting ready to do. He doesn't. Uh-huh. I know in the comic books he's an Avenger now, but he never started off as an Avenger. So why should they have to start him off as an Avenger when they introduce him in the Marvel Universe? They're just going to introduce his character in an Avengers movie. That doesn't necessarily mean he's an Avenger. Uh-huh. Which is precisely my point. That's what I'm saying. Why don't they just show Andrew Garfield exists in the universe, and that's it uh, in this you, film? You mispronounced Donald Glover. Huh? Oh, <laughs> shut up, dude. <laughs> Isn't Andrew Garfield French for Donald Glover? Isn't that? Isn't that oh, oh, okay, never mind. I thought it was. My bad. <laughs> but I thought, like, I really liked Andrew Garfield as... As Spider-Man, I feel like it might be a mistake not using it him. It really will be. Thank you. And I love how someone's on my side here. I just, I really like, I just really liked it, but I just don't know how they're going to be able to produce an entirely new storyline with those two movies so close to where we're going. It's going to be like, oh, well here's this person that's brand new that you already know a whole bunch of stuff about, but now we're and doing talk, different And talk things. about, like, like super rushing this, because now they just realign their whole Phase 3, because now Thor moved down in November <gasps> in favor of Spider-Man 3 moving in his spot, and then Black Panther moved from November to the end of, uh, the end of July... I don't know. I did all this stuff because they're 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 trying to squeeze in their version of Spider-Man okay. by, by 2017. All right, Paul. I'm going to ask you this question, and I hate when we always bring up Batman in every single freaking podcast we do episode. You we always bring up first. Batman. We're crossing. But we're crossing universes. I'm going to ask you this one question. Answer. And it's related to Batman. Why are you okay with a new Batman being introduced so quickly after the Nolan trilogy? Dude, I wasn't. You but know you're I not wasn't. okay. With you a new Spider-Man being okay introduced after the Web Trilogy, or dual allergy. <laughs> Dude, you know I wasn't okay. Remember what I said? I said, no, they need to, they need to leave. Yes, you're like, oh, Batfleck, yeah! No, no, dude, no, 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 because that is on tape. That is on tape. That is on tape. That's episode two, the very first time we were doing this. I said, no, they need to have Batman, they need to have Christian Bale's Batman, and you were like, no, 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 I'm ready for a new Batman, I'm ready for a new Batman. I was like, yeah, that's fine, you're ready for it. I said, but they need to include this, and you're like, no, it needs because if they're 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 int- this is by the way, this is basically after we saw Man of Steel, or uh, we were getting geared up for no, we we had just got done seeing Man of Steel, and he, Slave was like, no, no, I'm ready for a new Batman. I don't want to see Christian Bale's. Oh, uh, and I said, yeah, I agree that you know he his 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 voice and you know some of his 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 demeanor as Batman was a little crappy, but. I said they should just include that character. It's an established character. No, 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 they don't need it. So when they said that they were going to go and do this thing, okay, fine. So the whole Ben Affleck thing, I said, well, I wasn't against him being Batman. I just didn't agree with them going that route. That's what I said, and that is on tape, Slade. I don't have a cassette tape. (laughs) Yeah. Feisty. Yeah. 
Back to my statement. Why are you so against it if you're okay with Batflick? No, the, uh, my point is the same. I'm like, you know, we have an established, we have an established character, a, a very new established, newly established character on film, which I think it's done pretty good. I just don't think that they should just eliminate, completely stop that in favor of what they're trying to. Again, the whole quote unquote Marvel's going to do him right and do him better. I mean, I think that's just a BS tag. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Okay, so it's Marvel is peanut butter outside Mar- 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 <laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Why are you going to introduce Sony's bologna <laughs> into the peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Because they got government yeah. cheese. Everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have something to fry to put on top of that government cheese. Why not bologna? They were so, given the chance to go in and get Spider-Man, so they took it. Yeah, I mean... They just want to make another movie, maybe. I don't know. And, you know, Sony, I think the reason why Sony agreed to this deal was because they had no idea what the hell to do with this character. Yeah. You think? And, yes, I really do think so. I mean, an Aunt May movie? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Seriously. That's Aunt May. That's Aunt May. That's not Spider-Man. I, that's I think they the, felt that, that way. Dude, they felt the that way. That's the saga they were coming out with. They were like, all right, Dude. here's our lineup of Spider-Man movies. We're going to have Amazing Spider-Man 3, no, The Sinister they, Six, they Aunt felt May. Does anybody remember the... They had just cast John Malkovich as the Vulture, like in January of, what was it, 2011? And a week before filming, Sony goes, no, we're done with Spider-Man 4. It's done. We're going to reboot it. A week before filming, that's when they didn't know what the, what the hell to do with the character. They still don't know what to do with the character. Nah, man. I, th- I think it's on the right track with the Amazing series. It's just, it's sad how the, how the villains, you know, kind of, kind of wound up on, on the second one, but. Uh, the character itself, because Daniel, that's what you're talking about. The character itself has been done right. The character, not the story. The character has been done correctly. Okay, that's 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 a fair statement. But what I'm saying is, you can have a good character, but a crappy story. And if they don't know what to do with the story, that's they needed help. That's why I think they sold the rights back to Marvel, or well, not really sold, but lent the rights back to Marvel and said, "Hey guys, this is your character. Help us out." We will reap the rewards, but help us out with your character. It was probably the money aspect, too, because they've seen how well all the other Marvel movies have done, and they're like, oh, hey, if we sell this back to, like, a par- like, lent- like loan them out like a library book, then we can get, like... <laughs> oh, some late fees. Well, we yeah, already know that seriously. Sony was struggling really, really bad, too. So. Yeah. then they can give us all this money and help save us and then we can just take it back when it's time like when the due date comes around basically. And then they'll do a TV show because that's what Marvel does. I'm just saying. <laughs> and make Donald Glover Spider-Man. <laughs> yes, I could see that happening. That would be um... And then Marvel gives their peanut butter and jelly back. <laughs> They're already considering like, there's already people talking about how like I saw some stuff about who wants to be a millionaire Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, who wants to be the new Spider-Man? I mean, what is it, Josh Hutcherson from The Hunger Games? Peter? Well, he was rumored the first yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. He was 
Yeah. He was part of the, like, he was on that, like, list of people, and Andrew Garfield was just way better. So yeah, maybe it was Andrew Garfield, just... Logan Lerman, and Josh Hutchinson were, like, the top three. Yeah. Logan Lerman might not be that bad, maybe. I don't know. I'm all I like Peter Parker. Peter. Peter! Peter! Peter. Peter. Can you imagine the memes that would be coming out with that? Peter Parker. Peter Parker. So, uh, what are y'all's final thoughts on Spider-Man joining uh, the MCU? I love it, but I hate it. If it's not Andrew Garfield, Andrew Garfield is Spider-Man. If it's not Andrew Garfield, I'm going to kick Slade's ass. (laughs) I'll hold you to it. I want it to be Andrew Garfield, but... I'll give it a chance. I won't. I'll give it a chance. I'll see where it goes. I mean, you can't knock it till you try it, right? Do you hear me, Marvel Studios? I will not see this movie if you don't put Andrew Garfield. I feel. In there. I feel like that's, that's ten dollars lost. Yes. That's ten dollars lost on revenue, mind you. Only ten. $10. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, Marvel Studios. He also bootlegs all of your films, so um, he lives that. <laughs> BT Dubs. Laura, do you have any final thoughts? I, I still think they're going to, like, own it. They're going to do something amazing with it, and they're going to take it to either Netflix or TV. No, it it's can't be amazing, Nope, it it's going to happen. It's going to be ridiculously amazing. That's what it's going to be. Here's the spectacular thing. You're welcome, Marvel. Ridiculously amazing Spider-Man. So, I'm excited that, that he's back home. Shut up, Slade. I'm excited that we're going to have the opportunities now to hear the name drop of Spider-Man in shows like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, on the Netflix shows, things like that. So we're going to finally be able to hear this character's name. We won't be able to see him, but I'm sure they'll do little hints that he exists. Um, we're probably no! gonna get, I hope we're they do something get, on this new season. I'm sorry. I hope they do something on this new season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, like, pop up in some little small town, and it's like some little kid. It's like, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going to see things now like the Daily Bugle. Some little dark-skinned kid. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the the things I'm excited about. We're going to start seeing the Daily Bugle. We're going to see Ben Urich, uh, other Spider-Man characters that were mainstays in the Marvel Universe. I'm I'm excited that we're going to finally get to see these characters in other films. So that's my thought on it. And that Aunt May film. She's going to be baking a pie. <laughs> Peter, where are my eggs? Are they organic? Are they organic eggs? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. She got them out of the fucking hen house about back. Oh, my gosh. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up this episode of the Temple of Geek Podcast. I want to thank our panel for joining us on this episode's discussion. Stay tuned to thetempleofgeek.com for the next all-new episode. And as always, thanks for listening. Live long and prosper. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit the TempleofGeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.